am I doing in the house with these people? It's time to just bring the Barbie beast back. Killer Cam is out now. I'm ready. What's up, y'all? My name is Alex, and welcome to the first ever episode of Something Challenge Related. This is a podcast about all things related to MTV's The Challenge, America's fifth favorite sport. Which, okay, I agree with The Challenge being up there, but as a former soccer player, do we really say that baseball's still in the top four? Also, people only watch hockey because there are l- quite literally no rules. You can just beat the shit out of each other on the rink, and no one's going to penalize you. I guess you could arguably say the same thing about a Challenge house, but I digress. Anywho, it's also, I would say, the best show on television. Every week, I'll be breaking down what happened in the last episode, then also intermittently throughout the month, I'll be dropping episodes with lots of other good shit like best of lists, interviews, strategy breakdowns, a fantasy draft, you know, circling back to the whole sports situation, and more. On top of that, I have some awful, awful friends who I will cycle through hosting with me so you don't have to listen to yet another white man ramble on with a false sense of undeterred confidence. Speaking of, to give you a little background on me, said white man, I'm 25, identify as male, and live and work in San Francisco, California. I'm originally from all over the East Coast, but mostly Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and Cary, North Carolina. I started watching the challenge a little late in the game for MTV's Battle of the Seasons 2. Devin is and always will be my favorite, do not step to me, and have watched it ever since. I've also gone back and watched old seasons, so I've seen from like cutthroat onward, but before that it's a little erratic. I decided to start this podcast because quite honestly I have very few friends who watch this show, so I figured I'd go ahead and make my own friends, and at the very least just kind of shout my opinions into the void. For our pilot episode, we're going to do a power ranking of the cast of the 36th season of the challenge, Double Agents, all the way from the serious dual Olympic athletes to those that competed on America's Got Talent, if we're even calling it competing. Not naming any names. Anywho, let's jump in. (laughs) What I'm putting into these rankings is strictly someone's chances of getting to the final, so an intersection of their athleticism, political game, likability, etc. And we're going to start with the male identifying challengers. Diving right in, coming at number one is Darrell Taylor. Darrell is just an all-around powerhouse. He should get an award just for tossing around bananas like a ragdoll in the balls in elimination on Invasion, let alone his many, many challenge wins. He is looking fit and like he is not fucking around this season, so as long as some whack-ass purge does not kick off the game, cough, dirty 30, I'm putting a lot of stock in Darrell. Coming in at number two is Leroy Garrett. Okay, this is maybe a little optimistic, but come on, this has to be Lee's season. With his girlfriend Cam and OG Nani there to back him, as well as his athleticism and general likability, I have a lot of high hopes for Leroy this season. Hopefully he at least makes the final and this placement doesn't destroy my credibility on literally the pilot episode, but mostly I want to see my boy thrive. I love Leroy so much. Coming in at three is Fessy Shafat. The only thing holding Fessy back for me from the top two is that we haven't really gotten a chance to see his political game, so in a pressure situation he could be a Josh for all we know, because y'all know how these big brother people be acting. That aside, he's just generally likable and a monster athlete, so I think there's a good chance with their skull twist back he'll have an easy ride to the final. Coming in at four is Chris Tamborello. Okay, hear me out. CT has gotten fit since he lost to Jay in that Habitat for Humanity elimination on Total Madness. I think people are going to be a little scared of him, honestly, and that's going to fare well for him with the Red Skull twist back. Coming in at five is Corey Wharton. Okay, in literally every other season that Corey's been on, I definitely would not put him in the top five, but when looking at all-around competitors, I think he has a pretty solid chance of going far this season. I would say his biggest weakness is mental things. The last thing I see before I die is going to be him and Nicole, like counting the stupid triangles in the Invasion final, and so it was really impressive when he beat Swaggy C in that mental elimination last season, Um, but I don't know. It's hard to really say. He also had a pretty solid performance all around last season with four tribunal wins and a solid showing in the final, so 
I think Corey has a pretty good shot for the for the crown. Coming in at six is Namvo, the first rookie of the power rankings. I mean, A, look at him, but B, he is so attractive. Like, who would want to vote him out just simply to look at him? I'm not going to lie, though, I know literally nothing about this absolute beast killer show or whatever, that Netflix show he was on, but, I mean, it obviously is physical, right? You have to be with a name like that. Um, at number seven is Nelson Thomas. Nelson would be ranked higher if this was based off of pure athleticism because he's just a beast and his elimination record speaks for itself. In the hall brawl last season against Rogan, he only lost because he clutched on for dear life in the first round and tripped what felt like a hundred times in the second round. So <laughs> I think that he has a really good shot as always, but his mouth just tends to get the best of him. So I can't in good faith place him higher than this on the rankings. At number eight is Wes Bergman. I low-key don't have a good feeling about Wes's chances this season. I think he's lost his edge a little since War of the Worlds won but his reputation alone does put him at 8th. And also shedding that nasty-ass beard, thank god. <laughs> at 9 is Kyle Christie. Kyle is just generally affable and is athletic enough. I mean, I barely count baiting Josh as an elimination win. So I could see him getting far-ish, but it's hard to rank him higher because he is pretty inconsistent. At 10 is Jay Starrett. This might be controversial, but I actually don't have a ton of faith in Jay. Beating Asaf in CT in the in eliminations last season was impressive, but there were some pretty major fuck-ups in the daily challenges. Truly RIP to the whole math in the car situation. I just don't think he'll ever lift that down. But I don't know, maybe he'll prove me wrong. I could see him getting higher in the game, but I don't see him higher than 10th on this list. At number 11 is Devin Walker. I go really back and forth on Devin. I think with Bananas gone and a seemingly fine relationship with Team Youngbuck, I think that positions him well to not be an early boot, but I really don't see him getting further than that. I feel like he thinks he's like this political mastermind, but I've really yet to see that in action. Um, but he's a slippery little devil, so who knows. At 12 is Leo Rush. The second rookie in the rankings, apparently he caused all sorts of drama in WWE and was eventually suspended, so it sounds like he will thrive in chaos, which is the definition of a challenge house, but I don't know what to think about this guy, if we're being quite honest. At 13 is Josh Martinez. Okay, he's the last bet in the rankings. I feel like this explains itself. Um, I don't hate Josh. I feel like he gets a bad rap, but it's just, it's been a tough couple seasons for him, so I really can't place him higher than this. But, you know... If there's a, an elimination where you have to like fill a bucket with tears or something, then I think he would absolutely crush that. At 14 is Mechie Harris. In those preseason interviews, the vets joking about Mechie making a season like excellently beach 12 or whatever really have me rolling. I don't see him as a serious threat to make it far in the game, but I do like the guy. I watched the first episode of his ex on the beach season, and he seems cool enough. And coming in last for the guys is Joseph Allen, which honestly pains me to say, he just looks way too pure for the challenge. He has a cute little smile and a positive attitude. He is going to get ripped apart by this game. I mean, it is vicious, and he's just so sweet and things and, you know, does his little talent thing. So, I don't know. I don't have a lot of hope for Joseph. And that's it for the men. And then coming in first for the female identifying players is Cam Williams. Okay, I love Cam so damn much. I feel really good about her shot this season, especially since eliminations are solo. And for those of you who know the partners, you know she's with you-know-who. And so thank god this is not a partner elimination situation. She has proven to have a strong political and physical game, and I think it's just a powerhouse threat to win this season. And number two is Casey Clark. If this was a how interesting is this person ranking, Casey would literally be at the bottom. I was so stoked for her debut as a rookie on Total Madness, especially another strong rep for the LGBT community, what's up? But for the 15 lines she spoke all season, I was annoyed with her for like 11 of them. And those numbers are really generous because I still find myself wanting to like Casey, but that does not discredit her ability as an athlete and just an overall competitor. I think it's going to be tough to take her out before the final, um, and I really do hope she's more interesting this season because I just, again, really want to like Casey. 
At number three is Natalie Anderson. Okay, first rookie of the rankings. This is definitely biased. I love my girl Natalie on Survivor, and I think the challenge is going to be a stomping ground for her. I think she's going to intimidate a lot of the other girls in the house, win a skull early, and then ride to the final. I don't know. I have a really good feeling about this. I'm feeling great about Natalie. I don't know how, how many of y'all watched Winners of War, but oh, that was tough. That was a toughie. Anywho, at number four is Teresa Jones. I think Teresa's return is one of the most exciting returns since Nani came back for War of the Worlds 1. And I know that's probably a hot take, but I love my girl Nani. Teresa is always interesting, brings a fierce competitive ability, and is just generally a well-respected vet who I think has a really solid shot this season. At number five is Nani Gonzalez. Okay, I know people are going to feel some type of way about this, but look, I have a really good energy for Nani's chance of the season too. She needs to get more confident to win an elimination and get that skull, but she consistently performs well in the dailies, so as long as she can do that, I think her path to the final is pretty clear. Without the Trinity, I think that will hurt her, but I think having Cam and Leroy to support her, you know, I'm really just praying they're a power trio who grab the skulls and ride to the final. At number six is Ashley Mitchell. This, like Natalie, is very biased. I love Ashley so much. I mean, she is a solid competitor in eliminations, she is a solid competitor in the daily challenges, and she is just so fucking hilarious. But I, some people still doubt her. I don't get that. Have you seen her rep? Y'all, if there are any haters of Ashley out there, do your research. That's all I'm going to say about that. At number seven is Lolo Jones. She is the second female rookie in the rankings. She's an Olympic athlete and a- an absolute lunatic, so I am so excited to watch her this season. I don't know how many of y'all watched like the pros versus champs situation. I don't remember what that was called exactly. But, God, she cracked me up on that show. I God, she really killed me. So, yeah, I'm excited to watch her on the challenge. At number eight is Tori Deal. I would love for this to be Tori's season. I think she is so fucking funny. But the female competition this season is stacked. She has a solid shot, for sure, given how strong she is physically and politically. Especially not having Jordan here, which just only is an anchor for her. But she did land eighth for me amongst this specific cast of women. That reason is kind of the same for the next women, too. At number nine is Nicole Zanata. There's just such a stacked cast this season. It's hard for me to place Nicole higher than that. She's a solid athlete and competent enough politically, but similar to Nelson, I feel like her mouth gets her into some trouble. She's also barely had to commit an elimination. Um, the fact that she didn't go into Vendettas to me is crazy. Like, if I was a gr- woman in the Vendettas house, I would look at someone like Nicole and be like, get her ass out of here. But I don't know. The skull twist will be interesting to see. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see how she handles going into elimination. And number 10 is Big T. I absolutely adore Big D. I don't think it's impossible for her to do really well this season, but we just haven't really gotten the chance to see her compete, particularly in elimination, although her showdown with Georgia in that elimination in War of the Worlds 2 with when it was raining but there was a fire, that was really confusing to me. I was a science major. I should, I should probably know more about that. But that was epic. So I'm really hoping I'm wrong. I hope that Big T just kind of walks in there, schemes, tosses these ladies around like ragdolls, and gets to the final. At number 11 is Amber Borgzota. I'm going to admit, I don't know much about her, but I heard she was feisty on Big Brother, and she has a really solid fan base, so I feel like I'm getting good energy from her. Also, in the preseason interviews, it feels like she's kind of a hot commodity among the men and the women, so, you know, get it, girl. At number 12 is Anissa Ferreira. I also love me some Anissa. I just really love all the women this season, to be honest, but I think she's going to get screwed again, especially since the reason she got eliminated last season was because people were scared to run a final with her, and that was on a solo season where they were just pretending that there were partners in the final, and there didn't end up being. So I can only imagine how scared people are going to be on a legit partner season. She'll make it far, but then I think she'll get chop-chopped right before the end. At number 13 is Gabby Allen. I think people are sleeping on Gabby. She gives me the same vibes as Georgia, and I think will perform better than people think. That being said, she's 11th, kind of the same reason for Tori and Nicole. 
There are just some awesome ladies in this cast. Um, but I do get good energy from Gabby. Um, and number 14 is Amber Martinez. I loved Amber's season of Are You the One, especially as a fellow homo, but I am not enthused about her chances on the challenge. I'm hoping she makes a dent because I really am a fan, and I hope that they dip more into that casting pool, but like picturing her in elimination against a Casey makes me so sad. <laughs> and then last for the women is Liv Juando. Liv looks like she is going to be hilarious, especially from the preseason interviews, but I haven't seen Shipwrecked, so I don't really know kind of where that puts her in regards to being prepared for this kind of thing. I'm really putting her at about a Joseph Allen chance of making it far in this game. Y'all, I am so, so excited for this season. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned for more stupid shit. As always, take care of yourself. Hopefully, we'll see you in the future, all right?